All righty. All right, ladies and gents, madness. We've got our host here, our host here, Jay from Melbourne. Our man, Beds. Beds right here. Yours truly, Alex, is here with you. Today, we're going to be talking about Americanization of Black Australian youth. Yep. Right. So, Jay, you and, I, you and I were having this discussion off where and we were, we were talking about the, the problem, the problematic nature of this, of all of this. My, my thought process of all of this is pretty much the, the hyper visibility of African, African-American culture and how it's just pervasive all over, all over the place. And because uh, Australia is such a young, such a young place, particularly for African people to, to, to come to, oh. it becomes, we, we start lagging behind. So I don't, I don't particularly think there's anything wrong with adopting Af- um, African-American culture, but... You don't think there's anything wrong? There's, there's, much, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong just for the time being, but there's, there's obviously a loss of, 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 sel- of, uh, of self in, a, in, there, in, a, in there a little bit, because we're still finding ourselves. We're still f- trying to find ourselves in the subculture of, of Australia, right? Yeah. But you, you were saying is that, that we're losing our African culture in that. What do you have to talk to me? So here's, okay, so here's the thing, yeah? I know you to be somebody who's switched on, who's intellectual, and you've, got, and you've got your sights on major things, right? So for you, using the hip-hop lingo and, in, and engaging in all, in all of that, it's all as a way of connecting with your brethren, right? Now, it's one thing to pick up on the lingo and aspects of African-American culture for fun, for giggles, for shit and all that. But it's another thing to adopt it as a complete identity. And that's what's happening with a lot of the youngsters, especially out here in Melbourne. You know, a lot of the youngsters that I know that don't have the knowledge that you have, that aren't as worldly as you are, that don't have the connection to their African roots are completely getting lost in it. Tell me why. Tell me why somebody who has never set foot in America is speaking with the thickest American accent throughout the entire conversation. You know, tell me somebody, t- tell me why somebody who lives in some nice neighborhoods in um, Melbourne is speaking about the trenches and OTF and things that are outside of our experience. So that's what I have an issue with, you know, just adopting it completely as an identity. Because for me, you'll find me with my homeboys talking about, hey, yo, my G, hey, yo, this, hey, yo, that, you know, but it's all, as I said earlier on, it's all for fun. And it's all as a way of connecting with this idea, this more broader idea of being black. And to be fair, Australia is not, Australia or African Australians aren't the only group of people who are adopting this african-american image or engaging in that culture because it happened in the uk um it even happens with some white kids that i know here but again as i said the issue is we're just adopting it adopting it as our sole identity but um my man bids you want to chime in there yes i'm 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 keen to hear what you think i can kind of see um i can see um, how we're kind of getting influenced, especially the young African Australians, because uh, yeah. when you think of identity, right? Mm. Like who can they, um, 
who can they really um, look up to that mm. um, can influence, can, uh, that looks like them in a way. Like, you know, us, we get influenced by people that look like us. Amen. You know, um, and who are the, um, the only people of color that you see on TV, mainly African-Americans. Period. Yeah. Most of the world, you can be in England, you can be in anywhere in Europe, right? Mm. Here in Australia also, when we look at the TV, the most black people that we see on TV are from America. So we identify with that. Right. So when the young people watch all this, um, watch hip hop and movies and all this American culture, they're identifying with it and it's influencing them. So I can see the good and the bad. The good thing is um, you can get some good things from it. Like um, I'm not talking about the gang, the gang stuff, but the representation to be able to see someone that someone looks like you on TV like being represented. But the only issue is we don't, we hardly have any good um, examples <laughs> mm. to kind of um, get any influences from. So these kids, they go into gang culture. You can be someone here in Australia that has never influenced the same hardship that people are going through in America. I've actually been to America and it's much different than here. Mm. Like in Australia, you got everything. You know what I mean? Like the government takes care of people and whatever. Like it, I'm not saying that people aren't going through hard stuff, mm. but much it's a much easier lifestyle than America. You don't have to get, worry about gang, like gang wars and whatever, mm. about guns and stuff, about trenches. <laughs> the trenches. That's it. But this is the stuff that the kids are worried about because they, they're influenced heavily with it. Well, yeah, it's the like like I said, it's the dominant culture, man. It's dominant. It's the dominant culture, and if if if, if that's where you see yourself, and that's that's who you see yourself in, you're gonna mm. naturally want to emulate that. You want to copy that. Whether that's why every black person, that's why there's people wonder why so many black people are in the arts. I mean, mm. why why aren't there enough black people in in in, in the sciences? Because you don't see that. It's true. They don't exactly. show you. So it doesn't inspire you to. Do, it doesn't it doesn't inspire you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. If you can't see it, how you gonna? How you gonna? Be, how you gonna want to even desire to be that? You gotta see yourself in something first. So I don't really think you can blame the youth for adopting that culture. It's the same reason you see all black athletes, and that creates another, um, another another pretty much wave of other black youth who want to be who want to be soccer players who want to be athletes and all sorts of things and that not because they're not the not because not oftentimes because they're way more talented which i think they are but it's just that you you see other people and you're like i, I can do that too mm, it's, 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 it is what it is man i, I, I need to add one more thing is before i let you go in uh john yeah um, sometimes we we forget that you know this is not a lot of the things that we see on TV is not actually American culture, but that's what's represented um, by the media and Hollywood and stuff like that. So it's like there's a lot of African Americans doing a lot of productive things, right? Mm. And doing like, in America doing amazing things, but you don't see that mainly. That's not what's influencing the youth. What's mm. influencing youth is is normally what's promoted on um, on the music videos and stuff. So it's normally like uh, women, you know, drugs. Um, gang violence, and that's why the kids are violent. Like the kids, we're not naturally violent, but everybody wants to belong somewhere. Everybody wants, especially when you're young, you want to be cool. 
you want to mm. you want to impress others you want to mm. you want something you can really identify with and call your own so it's like yeah we think that's american culture but in reality um it's probably like the worst part mm. of um, the american the american culture i can say it's just like africa when people think of africa or so like um what does tv promote just world vision you know kids starving and whatever and people all around the world they think of they when they think of africa they they think uh, of a place that's poor the whole continent is just poor people are starving you know there's no food and whatever you know but that's not possible how how can you sustain <laughs> a whole you know a whole continent and everyone there is starving but that's just a misconception uh, misconception Mm. So the the youth is very attractive to the youth. Like they see that these people are getting money doing these things. So they're thinking to themselves, if I do this, I can also make money. You know, because no one likes to suffer in this world. You know, what mm. I mean, everybody wants an easy lifestyle, especially mm. when you think of a nine to five working hard, not mm. getting what you want. But you see these kids um, in the music videos; they're doing all these crazy things and they're making money. That's that's what's being promoted. Yeah. Mm. One thing, this, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll toss it to you in one, one moment. Are these um, Australian African youth losing their identity while trying to immerse themselves in in this foreign Afro-American culture? No, and that and that that's exactly my point. And I was about to say something about that. So my issue isn't so much that these kids want to be musicians and they want to be entertainers. That's not the issue. And Alfred, you touched on a very important point that you naturally, you naturally as a person would gravitate towards um, where, where your people are and where your people have succeeded. So the issue isn't music per se. The issue is, um, and let's, let's, let's look at it within the context of um, Australian music, right? My frustration is this. A lot of the Australian rappers and a lot of the Australian musicians um, aren't talking about things that pertain to the African-Australian experience. That's one. And number two, they're using um, lingo or jargon, you know, language that people in Chicago are using or people in New York are using. And with that, when you continue imitating for a very long time, you don't um, develop your own sense of identity. You don't uh, produce good music because essentially what you become is a watered down version of America or whichever country that you're imitating, right? Let's look at the case of UK, for instance. For a very long time, a lot of UK rappers and R&B singers were looking up to America using their lingo, using their form of music, word for word, you know, um, structure for structure. They were even changing their accents. They were even changing their accents. Yeah. And even uh, like growing up, one of my favorite musicians was uh, this uh, young lady, by, well, she's not young anymore, but her name was uh, Jamila. And she had this song, I think, you, I, think you, I think you guys have heard it. It goes something like this. I don't know who you are. And excuse my disgusting singing voice, but I don't know who you are, but you must be some. I didn't know. Yeah, I, didn't know, uh, yeah, was, I, know I know that song. I didn't know she was from the UK. No accent, nothing. And so for a very long time, um, a lot of people, including myself, 
we weren't taking the UK music or entertainment scene very seriously. But recently, something magical happened. Mm. Their whole music industry transformed for one fundamental reason. They said, you know what? We're going to be proud of where we live. Uh, and B, we're going to use our lingo and we're not going to hide our accents, mm. right? And now what's happening is, bam, they're blowing up. The likes of Stormzy um, uh, are blowing up. The likes of Skepta are blowing up. Not only that, but the world is beginning to respect and appreciate their sound and they want to be a part of that culture. Mm. You've got UK words creeping into uh, West Melbourne. Mandem, this and that. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now what's beginning to happen is they are uh, powerful musicians and powerful entertainers, influential entertainers in their own right. Why? Because of a fundamental reason. They've, they, they've stopped saying, you know what, we're not going to imitate America. It was cool for a while until we can find our own feet and our mm. own sound. But this is who we are now. And, my, and, and, and this is exactly where my frustration lies. We're not seeing that happening in Australia. And the hip hop, but... we're not seeing that happening in Australia. Do you know why? Because that wake up call hasn't happened. Because it's, it's still underdeveloped. There's, there's, it's still an underdeveloped subculture. It will take, take time. It will take time. But until they have, the, until enough people have that realization, yo, let's be authentic to who we are. Let's mm. have, let's, the roots aren't deep enough yet, bro. You, you don't think so? The roots aren't deep enough yet. You don't have a big enough music scene, a big enough creative scene. They, they haven't found themselves. Okay, but it makes it more difficult to find yourself if you're prolonging this phase of trying to find your own feet by imitating aspects of someone else's musical culture. Do you know what I mean? So that's where my frustration lies. It's taking longer with Australia because they're taking longer to wake up. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you Yeah. So, uh, yeah, within, like, in terms of music, that's where my frustration lies. In terms of the overall, um, what would you say? The overall uh, societal um, experience and the interpersonal relations that we have, this is where my frustration lies. A lot of the people that, well, a lot of the people that I engage with here in Melbourne, it's almost like they're proud to be black, but they're not so proud to be African. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's another layer. You know what I mean? So, yeah, my yeah, that, it's just it's it's frustrating, man, because nothing is beginning to pick up, and it's not beginning to pick up because we're still asleep, and it's like, yo, wake up. There's there's this um there's this thing that everybody. It's, it's happened with all with the entire um, Afro culture, whether you're African American, Black British, African Australian, or you're just continental African. Yeah. This this inner conflict between every single one of us, where where it's a pull of power. Who's more? Who's who's more? Everybody's jealous of African African Americans because of their hyper visibility, and yeah. then African Americans are jealous of continental Africans because of they actually know where they're from, mm. and then it's just everybody trying to compete with each other who's 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 better you know everybody you know that's you know that's, it's a messed up dynamic bro it's messed up and that frustrates me but yeah i'll toss it to you but yeah that's it's interesting especially um yeah like with the youth i don't see them really embracing the culture that we have here in australia like um i know alfred uh, alfie said it was fresh right it's still fresh yeah. and 
I can agree with that too, because um, like what I see with, with England, like you said, uh, Jay, mm. how England just embraced their culture, they embraced the, yeah. because they have a big um, Jamaican and the Caribbean community and also West African community. Mm. And they kind of just, um, they embrace that because it's even in their slang. Certain mm. words, mandem and stuff, that's, um, that's, uh, that's Jamaican, that's Jamaican, you know? And they say like, uh, like, like how the um, West Africans, you know, they always like, or like, oh, you know, how yeah. they always say like, you know, like, um, <laughs> I can't say it, I don't want to cuss, you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah. they, they use a lot of um, a slang from both those cultures and they just incorporated it to their own. Mm. The issue for us is Australia has, um, Australia has a lot of things to kind of be proud of and to embrace, but they don't really see, they don't see that it's something to embrace, you know, because like America is kind of taking all the spotlight in a way. And UK, we're getting influenced by the UK also. You don't want another influence with that. Mm. You have, there aren't enough first generations to have that, to demand that of them. You don't have you don't have enough second generations, first and second generations here. African. Mm, that's true. Um, Australians, sorry, Australia. Yeah, African African Australians. Yeah. If every if, you have, if everybody's arriving straight from straight from Sudan, straight mm. from war, or straight from um, Nigeria, <laughs> what do you what do you expect of them, bro? The only thing they they don't see many black people here in in, um, in Australia. So what are they gonna do? First thing they're gonna look at. African, African Americans. You know, no, you can say, you can say with your own experience too. I don't know if you guys have similar experiences, yeah. but growing up in this country, like who could you really, um, who could you really um, see yourself in? Like see yourself in? Because even Australia, Australia itself, Australia doesn't really embrace the culture that it has. Even in the media, that's that's something that's even deeper. Like you reckon? Yeah, everywhere. Really? Like, only now, only now we're starting to. Um, kind of embrace uh, what we have here in Australia. Australia is one of the most multicultural countries in the world. Yeah. One of the most, but you don't really see that. Um, now no, you're, just, start, you're starting you to see the diversity. You don't see it displayed in the media. Yeah? You, don't see it display, you don't see it displayed in the media. Bro, you know what? I think, I think but recently it's happening with um, but in a negative with way. diversity in a negative way. This is like... <laughs> what is know. negative? Uh, I don't no, know. I, I know. I, I know. I know what he's saying. Yeah. Okay. I know what he's yeah. saying. Yeah. But one of the one of the things that, that's that's real, man, is this: these neighbors mm. and home and away, especially, they keep maintaining this ridiculous romanticism of what Australia is. All these the beaches, the yeah. beaches. Oh, bro, you don't see no 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 black person there. You don't see no craziness. So stuff, stuff like that, but I get what you're saying. Like when they do dis um, display some form of multiculturalism, it's into, it's to create some kind of moral panic that, oh, yo, the black people are doing this. This is going on in Melbourne. They're, they're, they're messing up here and there. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, I'm tossed. But I think, uh, and you know, like I share, um, I share your view when it comes to neighbors and home, home and away, but I don't think we're going to really start seeing ourselves as African Australians rep represented um, on TV on, on, or on that mainstream um, media, on mainstream media platforms until we begin to have some black writers. 
some black directors because that's that's what happened in the UK from 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 what I've noticed a lot of like a lot of the black content that they have on TV is uh, it comes from the fact that a lot of the people a lot of the creative directors a lot of the people who are sitting in right in these meetings that these TV networks are having a lot of the people that are writing tend to be black or you know um, from Jamaica or the Caribbean but that's not yes. happening in us that's not happening yeah. in us so I think we need to push and do for ourselves and then we will begin to get in, we will begin to get included in the mainstream media as well agree yeah? great Great sharing too, yeah. But how in in that? Okay, so we'll we'll swing back around to the the finding a sense of identity mm. in as as African as African Australian youth. Yeah. How does that? How, how does that begin? Aside from the obvious, start being yourself. Easier easier said than done. How does that begin? Um. It's a very good question, to be honest. Because it has to be, it has to be embraced in in music. It has to be embraced in fashion because yeah. everybody's copying um, African African American fashion, or now they're moving towards um, British fashion. Mm. So there's lost, there's a loss of of self, of self there, fashion, music, and pretty much in the arts, essentially. No, uh, for me, oh, just, go ahead. Yeah, just from. Um, like observing the UK, right? When the UK mm. started, they came up. Um, I'm talking about music now, right? Mm. The, the newest genre now they have is drill, right? But mm. they came up with that. Um, like it was influenced from Chicago, right? Like the beats, the way that the beats were made and everything, it was influenced from Chicago. But what yeah. the UK was, they um, they got that influence, so they were inspired from that, and they kind of made it their own in a way. So I, mm. what I see from um, African Australians that yes, we are influenced by both America and the UK, but in the same time, um, you know, um, that can't take away the fact that they can also be inspired to do something of their own. So it's like, we don't really need to, um, like they're taking inspiration. Mm. Um, it's, it's actually a powerful thing you can, um, you can take something, be inspired by it, and make it your own. Not repeat the same thing that continues to happen. And I think they need to realize that it, um, it's not it's not easy to, like like Alfie said, right? We can just say, yeah, be yourself and stuff. But when something is shining very bright, you know, what I mean, yeah. it's hard to see all the other lights and stuff. But the best way is to be authentic. And mm. I can't see I can't see any other way um, of them like embracing that culture being true to who they actually really are, because it's like you can only be fake you can be fake for so long, and it, it, one like one moment in your life is gonna start to bother you, mm. and you can be too, be too late. You know all the opportunities that you have to kind of make better your life. Um, you know, it might go away, but if if they learn that in an earlier age to be true to themselves and authentic, because we're all different, we're not all the same. You know, we just have to embrace what we are good at. You mm. know what I mean? And I, I think they just need to be told that they need someone to bring that to light to them. Because some of the youth, like what we're talking now, some of the youth mainly, they they don't know what we're talking about. They're not really familiar. They don't. They're not even aware that they're being influenced. <laughs> mm. 
Yeah. Well, until you have someone there to actually like tell them, you know, and more people talking about it. Well, we're doing this right now, but in the same time, the, this needs to be heard, you know, in in more places, you know, in a more wide, wider space, you know. And I think when once they hear that, once you hear, okay, now they have a chance to change, you know, because they can hear that, process it, and it's up to them. But it starts with authenticity, and just being yourself, like as. As um, <laughs> it sounds so simple, but that's the only way. That's that's my point. But take it. Yeah, back. you you gotta. It it definitely needs to start with the with a small. The current culture you have here, the small yep. creative music culture you have here, the small group of people who. Who are who are in the in their respective hubs and fields, need to start um, leading that, and start saying, "Yo, let's this, let's start being who." start embracing the culture of what we have here and start doing this and then you just pass it on to the next the next the next the next the next and then you have a you have a you you end up developing a subculture once you develop a subculture it's gone that's it you don't, you don't need no outside influences anymore now you're the influencer of other, mm. other people yeah yeah so it, that's yeah that's that's a very great point but this is this is my concern yeah um my concern is globalization and social media. Now, uh, UK, they were afforded the opportunity to, blacks in the UK, let's try and be a bit more specific for our audience. So the blacks in the UK, they were afforded the time and the opportunity to develop their own sense of identity without uh, the noise of social media, without globalization creeping in you know what i mean like from the 80s to the early two early 2000s you know and it's all and, it's, and the same thing happened to our african um, african american brothers and sisters so it's almost like i feel like we are at, we as african australians are a are at a disadvantage because it's like you're trying to find your own feet and you're trying to find your own sense of self but you're on social media and this is the dominant culture. You know what I mean? And the world is so in interconnected now. You don't have the time, uh, the freedom, and you can't go without being, dis without being disrupted by, this is what's happening in America. This is the trend now. And it's instant and it's coming on social media. So our youngsters are picking it up. Do you know what I mean? And so yeah. my concern is, Oh, my, the question that I always ask myself in my mind is, is this actually ever going to happen? You know, are African-Australians going to really have their own sense of identity? You know, is it going to happen? Um, and if it is going to happen, is it going to happen sooner or later? Do you get what, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. It's, it's, it, it happens. It, it's, there would be, a, I don't know, with the social media game, it's, it's going to be a tough it's going to be a steep. It's going to be a steep one, because even 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 prior to social media, when um, before social media blew up, we, we we would go to schools, primary school, high school, and because of how dominant African American culture was, everybody would expect you. The expectation was you behave like them. That literally that was the expectation. They didn't even know anything about Africa. People are like ignorant about African um, culture and geography and all of that stuff. Mm. So. The expectation was there, so now you put you, can't, you compound that with social media, 
Yeah, yeah. So if, if you, it's going to be by force. Mm. But it's by force. Yeah. You, you have, it has to be a conscious effort. It has to be a conscious effort, like it, yeah. It has to be a conscious effort. It has to start with the, like, like you mentioned, the, the, the film writers um, who, are, who are aware, like yourself, writing films, recruiting yeah. black people, incorporating those themes in, in, of African and Australian themes and making, making them into something powerful and, and into a beautiful story, right? Yeah, yeah. It has to be um, maybe music producers who encourage these young people to be themselves a bit more. And instead of trying to trying to pull something, but there's also the issue. My concern is there's also the issue of marketing. Is it marketable? Maybe what they maybe what African Americans are, se are are selling is much more marketable than what Australian uh, African Australians would would be trying to sell. You get me? It's, it's yeah. demand supply and de supply and demand issue at the end of the day. Mm. So it's it's a tough one to, to tackle. I think it is, um, it is a tough one to tackle. It is, yeah. yeah it's very tough. It's very tough, especially the social media part. You know, um, mm. because social media is a big part of everyone's life right now. Like you know, the, like the first thing people do when they wake up is they, they look at their phone. You know, <laughs> they see yeah. how much message they got before they do anything, before they even brush their teeth or whatever. They gotta look at your phone. I'm you glad to so, say. You know? I'm glad to say. I no longer do that. I don't. I'm not on social media. <laughs> Man, it's 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 the most it's the most uh, how would you say you just feel free. That's just the you best jumped up, yeah? you feel free, your mind isn't um polluted with all that BS, and you just start your day on a you know on, on a good start. You're not looking at this, you're not doing that, you're not trying to find out what this person is doing. It's just mm. you get up, you start your day, and you're tackling things that are important. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Bids, I cut you off. Continue. You were saying? No, no, no. You brought, you brought up a good point because I took some time off too. And I've, I've noticed the difference, you know, especially when you wake up and your mind is fresh. And the first yeah. thing you do is look at your phone. You're taking all that information, especially just scrolling down, looking at people, looking at their lives and whatever. And it's like, it does yeah. absolutely nothing to you. Yeah. But this is what the youth are doing. Like, they, um, they're influenced, you know. It's, it's hard. It's a hard time. It's a hard time to grow up. Um, I'm not just youth, but this is affecting everybody. And to go back to the question, when you're talking about the culture, um, yeah. you know, Australia, uh, the African, uh, Australian culture, okay. I think that- um, Sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you again, Bits. Um, I feel like we're saying African-Australian culture as if it's something that's already in place, that already exists. Exactly, know? exactly. Yeah, it's, 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 it's something it's, that is still in the early stages and in the works, but it's not really taking off and we're not really, what would you say, developing it because we're too caught up in, let's be, let's be like these folks in, in the States or let's be like these folks in the UK. Yeah. This is something um, that can only happen, like time changes all things. Yeah. Yeah. And especially how, um, like when you think of the migration that happened in Australia with all the different cultures that have come to Australia, Africans yeah. are kind of the last ones, you know what I mean? So yeah. we're still kind of get marinating, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like through time, yeah. you're going to see things st start to form. People are going to start to um, integrate. Mm. Cultures are going to start to be formed, you know what I mean? Like just like the UK, um, when you see the West African and the Caribbean culture, it's like merged. 
pretty much. It's mm. pretty much merged because they they came together and it's just through time mm. things happen you know, and it's, it's unavoidable. Another so, and another advantage that the that the that the black um, the black British Africans who arrived there had is that the Afro-Caribbeans had already set a base for them. Amen. So that, that's an advantage that they had. They had that that's base true. set. Down. They had that base set, yeah. Had that base. So, so when when we arrived here, the base there was no base. So you always <laughs> need a group of people who would set that base first. And it's it's starting now. That's a good point. It, it's just time until that until that develops. It, it's, it's, but it's they set that base because they they included aspects of their West West Indian cultures into mainstream UK culture. Do you know what I mean? But as we said before, that that's not really happening in us. Like folks aren't really proudly going. You know what? We're African. And we're going to tell African stories and we're going to be the continent's ambassadors to the world and to Australia, especially considering that we're a relatively new group. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like that's happening. Like, and and this and this brings us back to the question that you asked before, Alfred. What does it actually look like in practical terms, right? So what does it look like to promote aspects of our own African cultures? What does that look like for each individual in their respective profession, in their own fields, or whatever it is that they're doing? Um, Alfred, what do you think that would look like for you as somebody who wants to be a psychologist, an academic, and a researcher? How can you be an ambassador of Africa in your in your own field and in what you're doing? Because I think I think that's where it starts. Everyone is having this broad discussion. Yeah. But I think it all starts with you doing what you doing what you need to do in your own world. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Well, that, for, for me, for if you look at in in even in, in the academic fields in Australia, for instance, there isn't yeah. very much. Um, we're still using very generalized therapeutic approaches that are still very much westernized. So you don't you don't consider how people who who come from Africa deal with deal with, with trauma how do we so let's let's start let's start addressing how let's start looking into research into how they experience trauma and how we can how we can address it in 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 therapy because that you can't use that same method for what you're using to, with normal australians it's a complete mm. experience so it's, it's it's that cultural adding that cultural element of it in in research and in, in therapy Mm. Add to it, making it, making that, making making that more of a more of a thing. Mm. Encouraging other other Africans to get in the get in those fields because they they have this tendency to avoid them. Every African wants to be a nurse. Not that, that? Not, not that there's anything wrong with being a nurse. Nothing wrong with that. Don't get it twisted. Nothing wrong with that. But every mm. single one of these people, well, they they avoid these fields. Um, because they're because they they're stuck in this scarcity mindset of we need to we need to find a secure job. We need to find something secure. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So if, if we had more people in the in fields like psychology and therapy and that, you'd have a completely different landscape in the in, in academia. Mm. Completely So that that's in a in a nutshell, that's what it would look like for me. Mm. What about um in practice? What uh what what would that look like in practice? Because there's this um South Sudanese counselor, psychologist. And, and 
here in Melbourne, he is having um, clients who are of South Sudanese um, uh, of South Sudanese backgrounds, and he does this really wonderful thing of including aspects of how we deal with um, mental health issues and trauma into his own practice. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I'm I'm not exactly sure what the term is, but back home, people had this uh, this way of what would you call it? Community counseling. You know, like if 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 somebody was going through something or needed sort of like that elderly help. elderly thing, yeah. Yeah, that elderly bring... thing, yeah. 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 So that, people, it. yeah, like people would sit with you, have discussions with you. It was informal setting, informal format, and it worked. You know, it was yeah. very warm, very conversational. Yeah. And and it's and it's it's in a stark contrast to how folks uh, here in Oz experience therapy. Do you know what I mean? You're like you're in, a, you're in an office, it's a formal setting. It's sometimes you feel like you're being interrogated with questions. And, but um, Dr. Santino, the, the South Sudanese counselor, has a very different approach. And, and, and that's just one example of how he incorporates um, elements and aspects of um, African culture and traditions into his um, practice. You know what I mean? So if we see more of that, that would be great. Yeah. That's a, that's a perfect example. There's another um, African therapist who advises along different forms, different forms of meditation for African people. Yeah. Rather than the general form of meditation, for instance. Um, something as simple as the type of, of, of beats that you're listening to when you're, when you're meditating. So how okay. Africans, we, we like, percussion, drums, and mm. that awakens in us. Whereas other people, where normal meditative music is completely different to that. You get me? So things as simple as that, incorporating things like that in, in, in practical therapy, mm. that, that stuff can go miles away. It's, it's a frequency type, it's interesting. Amen, amen. What about you, Bits? How, like, how do you think you can be an ambassador of Africa with what you're doing, like in, a, in, in, in simple practical ways? Because essentially, that's where that's where it all begins. Um, so the way I see it is, you brought up a good point before, right? Um, mm. And what uh, about kind of doing tackling all the goals and um, achieving the things you need to achieve in your own personal life, right? Mm. Yeah. That will kind of set up a path in it. And if everyone kind of did that in a way, that will um that will can that can kind of help the collective. You yeah. say, yeah. Mm -hmm. The thing with me, I know how I I like to look to the root of things. That's like something um when I when I hear about something, when I hear about an issue. When I hear about some, just say, for example, someone that spiraled out of control or something happened to that person, you know, where they were a good, they were a good kid and they ended up bad or something. I always yeah. ask myself, what's the problem? What is the root? There's always a solution. You know? There's always a start, a starting yeah. point. And I think that's something we don't really address in our culture, like um, especially amongst Africans, you know, because... Um, you can see there's, there's people that are going through a lot and in most African cultures, we're very um, hard people in a way. Like we deal with 
we deal with a lot. We don't really talk about it. And for us, it's like normal. You know what I mean? Growing up with, with trauma, there's a lot of people going through trauma, but for them, yeah. they don't even know that they have trauma. It's a normal thing for them. So it's like what I, um, I like to address the root of things, how this, um, where it all came from in mm. a way, you know, I'm a very creative person and stuff. I've been doing a lot of, I've been doing certain creative projects and stuff in the future. You're going to see more of it like um, music. Um, there's a there's a few more other things that I do that I'm not Amen. really going to Release but it, release see. it, Vets. Yeah. But um, even business things, man, like I want to inspire our people um, to really look at themselves and know that they're great because our people are great. They're going through a lot of things and that's clouding their judgment because when you're, when you have a, uh, issue and it's an internal thing it can it's a mental a mental issue it's, it's it's happening subconsciously some things they're acting out on things that are, they aren't even aware of and it's trauma most of the time like when you think of Afro the African youth but mainly the let, let me say Sudanese yeah yeah just say like um the war and all that sort of stuff you know and we don't really like to talk about that well I don't really like to but it's something that actually needs to be addressed because um, when what happens when a person uh, experiences uh, war, you know, the, all the trauma, the PTSD, you know what I mean? And it's just if that's in the in the community, yeah, you, you're gonna see people act out. You're gonna see people do certain things. You know, people are gonna try to um, like this is something that's buried in. And what I would like to do is uh, address. The root of the issue and mm. if you when you know the root of the problem that's when you can actually change it like like for example if um yeah i, I say the root of the problem like um but with anything before you can change anything you need to be able to recognize it so i just like i like to address the root of things so i i think that's a way of how i can help mm. you know, just to people understand why they are the way they are and how they came to be, like where it started. Yeah. It, yeah. It just, it, with, with the Americanization of black youth and African Australians embracing who they are, I think it's just a, a maturity thing. It's, it's, it's going to have to be a, a maturity thing at the end of the day. Just recognizing, yo, this, this, isn't, this isn't it, this is, right? When it's artistic truth. Is what we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. When you have artistic truth in comedy, in in film, in music, and it just comes out, people, people, you're gonna have you you carve out a, a, a group of people who like you for who you are, who enjoy your work for what it is, rather mm-hmm. than trying to appeal to masses of in America and that. Da, 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 you get me? When that, when that happens, and like what we're talking about here, how we're gonna how we're gonna be ambassadors is pretty much just saying, okay. It starts from starts from individuals, and then it starts from and then spreading that out, and then people seeing that, and then youth recognizing that and looking up to looking up to the, the, these these groups that are doing that, and then you can have a culture shift, and then you can develop a proper subculture, essentially. But you're right; yeah. you've got to go back to the well, how this stuff works. Yeah, you um you I hit you, you hit the nail on the head, Alfred. You hit the nail on the head. That's what it starts with. Um, I kid you not. I, I was with a friend, because like you guys know, I'm working on a script, yeah? I'm working on a short film. And I had this friend who's 
more, I have this friend who's more experienced than I am as a screenwriter. Um, and I just told him, uh, if you have time, could you please go, go, go over my work and see if there's any improvements that can be made. And he looked at, he looked at the script that I wrote and he, and he said, um, hey, listen, in this particular scene, your character is saying the word, and excuse my French, gobby, yeah? And here, your character is saying the word ganger. And this character, his name is, his name is Bogan Deng, right? He's, 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 he's a pseudo who's lived in regional Victoria and he's picked up on that whole Bogan identity. Um, and I'm trying to write this film and when it's finished, I want to I want to submit this film to, in, to international film festivals. And my friend who's more experienced said, "Listen, if you want to push this out internationally, then you need to have some universal themes and universal language. Some folks who aren't who aren't tapping into um, Australia and what's happening here don't know what a ganger is. So remove that word. Maybe put um, thought or or ho or whatever it is." And I was like, Ganga's, Ganga is one of the funniest words. It's funny. I'm like, Ganga, Gobby, these, like, these are the cats that I grew up around in, in, in Western Sydney. The cats that I grew up around use these words. And it's funny. And I'm like, listen, but isn't that the point? I know you have way more experience than I do. But isn't the point, um, is, aren't we trying to be authentic, right? And sell this and say, hey, this is how we speak in Australia. Rather than amending... Um, the language and the, and the things that we do to appeal to uh, an international audience. You know what I mean? So that is the struggle. And what, and, and what I'm pushing for every creative that I work with, right? What I'm pushing for them to do is like, hey, no, incorporate a little bit of the language that we use in your music or in the films that you're writing. Do you know what I mean? And I always push to do that as well. I always push to do that. With everything that I do as a creative, I always, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I'm an ambassador of Africa and I'm, and I'm, an, amb and I'm uh, an ambassador of African-Australians. And I try and incorporate that into my work as much as I can. Another, yeah. another example, yeah, another example. When I used to, when I used to do spoken word, um, so I used to perform at like Afro um, at bars and a spot called Afro Hub and festivals and, and things like that. Yeah. And my performances were great, but somebody recommended that I should have some have some background music. So maybe some soft piano to go with the poetry and the spoken word, um, maybe some guitars or whatever. And this particular person said, hey, why don't you get that um, that. Uh, that jazz player, maybe he can play the trumpet softly in the background or play this in the background, you know, like some American jazz flavor in there. You know what I did? I turned around and I said, hmm, I'm going to try and find an African guitarist who can play a particular style of music, yeah, called Seben or Congolese rumba. You know, like, like the guitars that we hear in the background when, in the Wheel of Songs, for example. And when I did that, it did two things. Number one, it, it ensured that I was um, promoting, you know, African culture. Because when I got up on stage and I performed and the guitarist, the African guitarist was accompanying my work, right? When I got off stage, people were showing him as much attention as me. 
yo, we've never heard somebody play the guitar like that. Mm-hmm. It sounds different. What did you do? Did, did you pluck it a certain way? Did you um, tighten the strings this way? Like, no, no, no. What, what I'm playing... Yeah. yeah, what I'm playing is called Congolese rumba. And then people pulling out their phones. Oh, okay, what's this sound? And by doing that, we promoted African culture and we sparked an interest in, in, in we sparked an interest in the minds of mainstream Australians. And now you might have 30 more people listening to Congolese rumba and who are aware of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's just simple, practical things like that. But had I taken the easy route, I would have said, hey, you know what? Saxophones, pianos, and that whole um, lofty, jazzy sound, it goes really well with spoken word. And that's what I see on YouTube. That's what I see these African-Americans are doing. And that's what people are familiar with, so I'm gonna do that. And that would have been a loss. And that is, that's exactly what's happening. That's an example of what's happening with a lot of us here, African, African-Australian youth. We're taking the easy route and we're saying, this is what's universal. This is what appeals to the masses because African-Americans have already done this or this particular group have already done this. So it's not foreign to people. And it's an easy yeah. way for us to break into this market or to appeal to these people. Oh, you don't want to take that hard, that, 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 that hard and, 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 and difficult path of saying, you know what, I'm going to um, um, take something from my own African experience and try and introduce it to people. Because it's a bit risky, mm. you know? Right, you know what? And I'll toss this one to bed. This, this, yeah. this is an interesting. You you meant you you touched on something very like that that for someone to do that, you need some balls. You need to, <laughs> you, have, you have you need to have an understanding of self and a pre and, and appreciation of your own of your, of your own culture. Number one, I don't think these people have any education in whom, whom they are in their own cultures enough to have that level of confidence to be able to do that. So you don't you don't grow the balls without knowing yourself, knowing where you come from. Okay, so I'll talk sorry, sorry, Alfred. Ben and I talk about this all the time behind the scenes, man. <laughs> Alfred, I'm sorry, man. I'm going to have to interrupt you there. Earlier on, we um we all agreed that um African Australians were a relatively new group, right? And majority of us aren't born here. Like majority of of, of us are not born here. So, and a lot of us listen to um the music of a Wheeler, for for example, in tapes when we were younger. A lot of us had certain it's sounds dancer, in the background, you know, so we can't really plead ignorance because... No, no, no. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe it's not ignorance. Maybe it's denial of self. Denial point. of self, okay, yeah. That's, that's more accurate. Because we, we, we talk about this all the time, man. It's, it's messed up. <laughs> yeah, like... Um, yeah, we talk about this a lot, actually. But um, like the way I see it is, yeah, like, um, the problem with with like the youth and all that and identity and everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like we said they, before, they don't know who they are and stuff. And um, it's not really addressed like when, cause I, I think about my experience when I was young, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and it's not something people really talk about unless you go to community things and whatever, but the youth don't really want to go to that, you know? So it's like when they think of their own identity, it's not, but from what I can see, it's not something that they are proud of, but that's seen in a subconscious way. It's not something they will tell you directly. You know what I mean? Because if, if you think um, if you think about what we know about our own cultures, most Africans, they, they don't look at history. They're not going to go, they're not, they're not, like, 
we're we're educated people because we we do our own research and stuff, and you know, some of us have gone out and studied and learned and got a, and gotten uh, broader knowledge. Well, yeah. most people, from what they know from abroad, the broad understanding of what they know about themselves and their cultures, is it's it's not something that they can actually be proud of. When you think of Africa, the the continent of Africa, and what they have kind of contributed to, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what do people normally think? We we only think of the West, you know. We don't think of um, like the Mali Empire, you know what I mean? We don't think of uh, ancient Egypt, you know what I mean? Like even the South Africa, like we had great empires in Africa, right? And and the continent yeah. as a whole. Yeah. But the youth, when they um, look when they look to themselves or their identity and what's kind of, um, what's portrayed, especially in media. Mm. And it's like, it's not something I can't really blame the media because it's not us telling our own story. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So it's like what they're learning about themselves is that, um, and this is subconscious, okay? Yeah. They're learning that they're criminals. <laughs> and what you see from American stuff, they're learning that, Especially that black people, black Africans, um, black Australians, uh, African Australians, and just black people as a whole. When you yeah. think of um, when we're portrayed anywhere, it's kind of we're always seen as lesser in a way. Anywhere in the world, the darkest skin, the darkest skin people. You can talk mm-hmm. about any culture, any. It does not matter where it is. So, um, Asia, the darkest skin people in Asia. Think uh, they're like they're looked down upon. Right. Mm. Think of Indonesia, the Philippines. You find people that are very dark with curly hair, but you don't see them in the media. Yeah. yeah. Think about the Middle East and all the stuff going on with um, dark-skinned people that are living in the Middle East. Right. Mm. And uh, um, the media that's behind it, it's always um, they're always uh, what's that word seen in a, as, as lesser in a way. And I can see that in a lot of Africans, they feel subconsciously they feel like they are less in a way like they feel like they are lesser than other people like um they don't but don't you think that's beginning to change it's starting because, to change because because now i'm beginning to see like a rise in um especially on social media this black empowerment and black love movement you know like do you think it's changing now like uh some of the it's, youth it's, are beginning to research their own african histories and um embrace their, their 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 culture you think that's happening now it's changing i, I think it's it's changing to a degree yeah, surface, not, level. surface level surface level like to a degree you know like it surface level how surface level how alfred elaborate on that social media for example <laughs> that's number one because if yeah. you look if you look, in, if you look at their actions they, they're still they, they're still haven't gone that deep man like yeah, you can you can say yeah, we we all for black excellence, black empowerment, rah 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 rah, talk talk all that, you know. Yeah. But at the end, you look at their actions; they still they still they still behave less than, and that could be out for other things. They still um when they want to travel, they don't say I'm going back home. They say I'm going to Europe, I'm going to America, I'm going I'm going anywhere but Africa. They still have those um those, those silly preconceptions of 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 living living back home. You get me? So mm. things like that. But it's what they see, you know. It's what they're, they're basing their opinions and what they what they've seen on television, just like everybody mm. else. I yeah. remember coming to Australia, like like the earlier years when I was in Australia, and people would ask me about where I come from, and they they'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> do you, like do you guys live on trees?" Like absurd. They'll tell you absurd things, man. Like 
where you say, oh, it's there. Um, people will say, oh, is there shops there? Is there like buildings there? Like weird yeah. stuff, man. But it's like, why would someone even say that? They wouldn't just say that to, um, or most people, they're in their right mind. They wouldn't just say that to provoke you. They wouldn't. You know, mm. it's something that they saw. Mm. You know, so it's like, so when, when, like I said before, like, when you, all you see is world vision. You think of Africa, you think, <laughs> you just see like world vision, your charity, you know, aid and whatever. So why would you want to go there? Especially like you were born, you're African, right? And you were born here. You're African Australian. Why would you want to, um, why would you want to um, have anything to do with your culture if all you see is like poverty, world vision, war, you know, and like we just don't have enough. Um, it's true, we don't have enough of our people talking about the right things, you know, about our culture and stuff. It's always like we're very divided in a way, very divided. Mm -hmm. Everybody um, has their interests, interests and um, their hobbies and whatever, and yeah. their religions and everything. And that's not a problem with that because we're all different people. But when it comes to unity, I think it's, it's always an issue. Like it shouldn't be an issue. You know mm. what I mean? Because when you start to look around like the world and stuff, um, like the darkest skinned people are looked down upon everywhere. And why do people look down upon dark skinned people around the world? It's because of that same misconception, what the, what's been portrayed. And we need to start telling our own story. I think that's what the issue is. Like we're depending on other people to tell our story, our history, you know, to, to yeah. talk about our cultures. You know, you have some guy in England, like an English guy, you know what I mean? Going, going over there, going over to Africa and telling our history. <laughs> and it's like, we, like, what can you expect? Of course, he's gonna, of course, you, you're gonna, um, they're gonna get it wrong, of course, because they don't understand the culture. Mm. It's like there's certain things we wouldn't understand other people's culture because it's their culture, you know? Yeah. So we're, we're gonna, we're gonna make mistakes in our interpretation. Once you start to know who you are, once you start to embrace your culture and embrace your differences, yeah. it's not it's no longer a crutch. Amen, King. <laughs> um, Alfred touched on <laughs> Alfred touched on something that is a bit off topic, but I wanna um I wanna dive I wanna dive into it a bit more. So you said um, a lot of the people that are embracing black beauty, empowerment, it's all surface level, and you gave the example of a lot of black people um, living away from African-Americans, us, you name it, like living away from the continent, right? Not, not wanting to go back, wanting to, to go to Europe as opposed to going to their own home country. Do you think that's going to change? Do you think that's going to change over the years, over the coming years? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So there's um, going to be more visits to Africa, do you reckon? There's, there's definitely, because when people start recognizing, hey, Africa isn't this, isn't this the dump that it's, it's yeah. actually a it's actually a place rich with culture and you can actually there's places to see it's not um it's not a dystopia as that you were sold yeah. so yeah as soon as that, um african side all they need to do is pay one visit pay one visit uh hey to be no, honest with you though no no, 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 no we have to be we have to be specific i think and this is not me trying to put my people down or anything of that nature. I yeah. think it depends. It depends where you go. And which which it, African country? Yeah, because, like, to be fair, right, there are some places that are a bit dangerous. You're right. And you're right. Like, if, if you were to go to 
Burkina Faso, for, for instance, right? They had a coup mm. just, just the other day. And there's massive insecurity. Obviously, your experience would be different, right? If like if you if you went to a place like Ghana, for instance, which is relatively peaceful, relatively stable. Do you know what I mean? I think it depends where you go. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Even we within not even just countries, within the, the, the cities of that countries that you that you go to as well. Yeah. So exactly. You, you just gotta be just it's like any place. You just gotta be mindful of, of any mm. of where what you're doing and where you're going. You can't be like be like a little naive child who going into any place. It doesn't matter if, even if you go to the US, right? Mm. You still gotta be mindful. But yeah, man, I, I reckon it's just going just pay pay that visit. As soon as that mindset shift happens, then I know it's real. But it's, well, it's, you know um, what what you were saying, like even with traveling, traveling is very it's important to travel. It's important it's important to go and actually see the places that you're reading about or watching videos about. Because mm. people have this knowledge and it's like it's always preconceived ideas. Of course, yeah. You know, until you actually go to that country and like and then make your own interpretation. You know, and that's what Africans need to do. They need to go. They need to um they need to dig deeper into their roots. They need to they need to go on the journey. You know, shatter that image. Shatter that image. You need to go on a personal journey. It's a personal thing in the end of the day. You can only tell somebody so much, but we need to encourage that more. Yeah. You know, I'm, that's how things change. So essentially, with the um, with coming back to um, finding your finding and developing a, a, a strong subculture in, in Australia, within, yeah. within African. Mm. We're pretty much talking about how um, building cult, um, cultural capital, because that, that's, non, that's non-existent right now, right? Because African-Americans have unbelievable cultural capital that even non, it's so even Latinos there pull from their culture. Everybody there pulls from their culture. That, that's how much cultural capital that they have. Now that the, the black Brits are starting to develop that too, they own they own subculture, cultural capital. So it is like that happens here. Hopefully yeah, that happens here in Oz. Is yeah, that that's it's. It might be steep, like we mentioned all the all the all the obstacles like social media and all sorts mm-hmm. of things that 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 are that are holding it back. But until those those individual pieces come together, the film writers, the the, the musicians start start becoming who they are. It's it starts come it will come together slowly but surely, slowly yeah. but surely. Yeah. Any 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 more thoughts, Jay? Uh, you guys touched on, you know, this idea of embracing your roots and making sure you you visit back home. Um, can you guys? seriously picture yourselves living back home because this is this is a, this is a question that i've been asking a lot of people especially people um, around my age um is is your plan to settle here and be established here or are you still holding on to that um that old view that old thing that our parents have of like hey once we get our degrees and we establish ourselves the goal is to go back home and build. Because for me, I would say I'm a bit conflicted, right? On, 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 on the one hand, I'm very passionate about my people and development and going back home to assist. But on the other hand, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm sort of settled here. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, everything is sort of coming into place and I'm happy here. And 
I'm not sure if that's actually going back home to live there is actually something I'd, I, I would want to do personally. So I'm just really interested to know, um, yeah, just your um, view on that. I don't think there's anything wrong with not wanting to go back home as long as yeah. there's some form of contribution that you do there. As long as you pay, like, because if you go there and maybe even stay there for two years, or maybe even one year, mm. or just visit frequently, just, you, you get me, just to maintain that 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 connection and just keep your base in whatever Western place you, you maintain, whether it's here or yeah. elsewhere. So I don't think, I think that idea that you, like, you have to live back home in order to, to be a true, you know, pro <laughs> pro black like, person is is not is not is not entirely real because you've you've absorbed the culture here. You you you've pretty much you are it's become your part of your identity. So yeah. going back elsewhere would would disrupt that. So it's not really it's not realistic to expect that of everyone. It's just, it's just not. It's not realistic. Some people are some people just go back home and they feel feel an overwhelming sense of returning and just presence and this is it for me. Mm. Just community, and others yeah. just don't feel that. If you don't feel that, you don't feel that. You don't feel that. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's, so it's, for you, it's Alfred. Not... So for you, Alfred, you um, for you to know, right? For you, you can't, you can't picture yourself living for me, living. I do. Home, that being, it. I'll tell you what, I do, I do plan on living living there for about two years or so. Okay. But I don't know if it'll be permanent. It'll be like a, it'll be, it'll be like a, a nice long visit. Okay, so a nice long visit for two years. Any uh, business plans or plans to? Oh yeah, it, it, would, it would definitely have to be um, on business. Okay. It definitely have business. Yeah, we will we'll keep that on up there. <laughs> what about you, Ben? you, Ben? Yeah, like um, you know, it's not easy building a life. You know, so you especially you got your life building a life here in Australia and then being expected to move all the way back, leaving everything. You know, no, everybody's different. Some people will actually move back and some people have already moved back you know they were here once before and they've moved back and they've settled there and they, they've they're doing great you know mm. but it's like it's for me um i can't see myself living there like not at the moment i have a few things that i need to um, mm. accomplish still here i, I need to finish here and stuff yeah. is australia is my home but um i know that um there is a need to, to go back and even to visit frequently. You know, I've visited, I've visited a few times and I always come back uh, rejuvenated, you know? Mm. And it's like, every, with every trip people want to take, you know, you get, you get that experience, you feel rejuvenated, but there's something different about going back home. You know what mm. I mean? There's something very different. Like you, you feel it, you literally feel it. You know, you don't have to worry about a lot of things that you worry about here. Like, and everybody looks like you. <laughs> so it's like, I think that's something people need to, like, you know, like you need Everybody to, uh, looks like you, but on the other hand, they can also uh, pick you out from, from uh, pick you out in the crowd and say, this person you know, is from me. Australia. Do you know what I mean? That, that's that still true. happens. happens. That, 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 happens. That's, yeah, that, hap that still happens. Yeah. I'm not ruling that out, you know, yeah. but it's just, there's still something very different about just coming to, to your home. Is this something different like you? That's what yeah. I felt because at first, so I wasn't born in Sudan, right? But it's like when I went, when I went oh, there, like, you were born in Egypt. Yeah, oh. but like I, I didn't want to go back. <laughs> didn't want to go back. I didn't want to go. I didn't want to go. But when I went there, I didn't want to leave. You know what I mean? And I know there's a lot of people that have had that same experience because 
they had preconceived ideas before they went there. You know what I mean? And it's like for me to settle there, I can mm. I can see myself uh, settling there when I um, when I get to the point in my life that I need to get to, you know, where I can kind of settle and be able to manage myself there and everything. Because you, you have to be able to manage yourself. You can't just go there, you know. Mm. You can't just go there expecting to have you know a proper life, whatever. It's hard. It's hard. Like certain things are hard in some aspects, but it's like you know you really can make a life. You can you can make like a, a good life there if you really have a, a plan that works and yeah. you know there's people making businesses there and they're, they're well off man like i've seen them and they're happy like they're living a it's not like the life here with fast pace you know what i mean and just constantly working constantly like constantly on the move mm. there's a bit relaxed you know there's a time that people go and eat you know what yeah. i mean and like everybody goes eats you know like and you, people eat together it's like this culture, other cultural thing that's very important to a lot of people too, because it's like you can get lost um, corporate world, you know what I mean? And like here too, you can get lost just working, 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 and in the end, you're not really taking care of your yourself and your health and your mental health. So like, yeah, I can, I can move there, but not, not now. I see in a few years, but yeah, not now. Australia is my home, you know? Yeah, no. Likewise, I think it's the same for me. Yeah, this is yeah, my base, yeah. and if I'm to do anything, it's just maybe going back home at a later stage, or maybe going to visit for like two or three years, like like you, Alfred. But yeah. I can't envision myself just living there. You know, yeah. I've become too accustomed to this. Agreed. Thank you, Agreed. No, no, that's it. Things can always change, man. <laughs> yeah, never say never. You never say never. Never man. say never. But now, boys, I think we've gone over time. It's time to, it's time to wrap this up. I appreciate the convo. Likewise. We'll, um, we'll hit it up again with our, with, our, with our next big topic. So we'll have, we'll have a good time, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure, boys. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Take care, yeah?